We're two hours away from the kickoff of BYU football. Jaron stepping to his right, looking, looking, stopping, firing, end zone, touchdown, Gunner Romney! This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's get you ready for BYU football. Here's the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. It is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Today, the BYU Cougars kick off the 2022 college football season. And by the way, their final season as an independent. Today, they are in Tampa, Florida against the USF Bulls. My name is Jason Shepard. Thank you so much for joining us for BYU football on this gorgeous day here in the state of Utah. Interesting to see what the weather looks like uh, as the game progresses in Tampa, Florida. Joining me from Tampa and the site of today's game, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, is former BYU quarterback and all-around good guy, Riley Nelson. Riley, are you ready for another season? Because it's here, my friend. You bet I am, and boy, is it ever here. Down, uh, We're low 90s, and uh, I didn't actually check the humidity, but uh, I, I was sweating after about 20 paces uh, getting out of the car. But there's a nice little breeze. You do mention, you know, there's uh, thunderstorms on the horizon, but right now it's clear, partly cloudy. Beautiful day for football to get started here in this 2022 campaign for the BYU Cougars. Can't wait. You cannot wait. Look, the season's here. Expectations are high. But there's a reason Riley expectations are high. This should be a very good BYU football team. Yeah, every expectation is uh, that they should be because I, as I was preparing not only for this game but also during fall camp and going down and watching practice, I feel like I've watched these guys now for four or five years. It's almost like a pro team, right, where the turnover, we the, the same stars, your same main producers, and, and not just that but also on the coaching staff that's extremely rare. There's a lot of things uh, going really well for Cougars heading into this season, and now it's time for them to make good on all the expectations and, and come out and show it on the field. As we get you ready for the Cougars and the Bulls, let's get to our game headlines. Riley, BYU coming off back-to-back 10-plus win seasons. Last year, BYU went 10-3. This also marks the first game of the last season of Independence. I'm not sure if anyone's heard by now, but BYU will be an official member of the Big 12 come July 1st of next year. Uh, This is... Somewhat of a, in a way, certainly it's all about the task at hand, but it's also a time to sort of look back on an era that within the next couple of months is going to be over. Yeah, and I was, uh, you know, I feel grateful for the opportunity to, as I was part of uh, the football team at the time when BYU forged ahead into independence, I spent uh, two years in the Mountain West and two years in independence in my four years at BYU. Uh, I uh, it's been interesting to be part of the uh, complete life cycle, and we'll see how we finish out this final year. I think it was, as we look back at it, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, and maybe there were some things that you do differently, but credit to the university, credit to the athletic department, credit to all the coaches and players that I think, uh, of course, they'll put the capstone on it with this 2022 season, but I think all told, uh, it really, while it wasn't the ideal spot, it was the best possible spot for BYU to be. And uh, they've handled it greatly. 
Uh, we started off with a, a 10-win season in Independence, and we're uh, looking to finish off with three straight. So uh, that's a, a pretty good thing. And it's more importantly, uh, not only to focus on the present, but to build going forward into the Big 12 and continue to uh, keep this BYU football program on an upward trajectory. You mentioned it a minute ago, but so much talent and production returns. According to ESPN, second in college football in returning production at 88%. The offense, as we know, loaded. Jaron Hall back after a strong 2021. The offensive line should be dominant, featuring multiple future NFL draft picks. Christopher Brooks takes over for Tyler Algier at running back and from everything we've seen and that we have heard he certainly fits the bill Puka Nakua uh, a guy that I think could ultimately depending on how long he's here because he certainly has NFL potential uh, and we don't expect him uh, to uh, to he, he we certainly expect him to be playing in the NFL one day you know a guy like Puka dangerous and I, and I think he when he's all said and done could end up being one of the best if not the best receiver to ever play here then on the other side of the ball defense secondary loaded linebackers fully healthy which is a big deal the defensive line expected to be much improved it just reinforces what we talked about Riley this team is expected to be good because they should be good yeah I've seen that production stat thrown around a lot uh one of the biggest things for me, and, and obviously that's that gives a lot of reason to be excited, but one of the bigger things for me is all of these players that are returning this production are being coached by the same coaches. Yeah. Uh, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't source this, so I'm working off memory here, and maybe you can correct me, but I believe BYU is only one of three, maybe four programs in the entire country that did not have a change to their coaching staff. Yeah. And so not only are all these guys coming back, they are going to be able to build upon that the tremendous body of work from last year and pick up right where they left off because they don't have to learn new terminology. They don't have to develop a relationship with a new coach. They don't have to, you know, adjust the scheme or the fundamentals or the technique. Rather, they within the same framework and program, they can continue to build on it. Um, so th- that coaches is another, to me, catalyst or, you know, like gasoline on the fire to the potential that this BYU football team has coming into the 2022 season. On the other side of the football today, Cougars facing South Florida. It's the third time in the last four years that these teams have faced each other. The Bulls won in Tampa in 2019, and I can promise you the the folks that were on the team back in 2019, uh, they remember how they felt after that loss. Now, BYU won in Provo last year. Jaron Hall not in that game. USF, another team returning production, but this is somewhat misleading. They're fifth in college football with their returning production at 86, but they've had 15 transfers which were added to the roster this season, and they're on the opposite end of what you just talked about with BYU, that even with the production coming back, Riley, you know, the coaching staff stayed the same. Well, the head coach stayed the same, but the coordinators changed with USF, so they're in a, a sort of a weird situation where you have so many guys coming back. You are bringing in a new quarterback in Gary Bohannon, who BYU knows, but they're putting in new schemes, so I'm really curious to see how that plays out. USF is 2-23 and in their last 25 football games. They're, the head coach was not fired. He probably should have been, but they basically he was given <laughs> to save his job. He had to basically let his entire staff go and bring in a new staff on the offensive-defensive sides. Look, you, 
I bet, I, and I didn't get the chance to ask the players specifically about their preparation for this game, but I bet uh, they watched last that the amount of importance that they're putting into last year's game film is probably next to nothing. They're preparing for this as if it's a brand new opponent that they have no history with because the game last year and the game two years ago, it's a completely different look at USF. This is a game, this to me has the potential to be uh, a trap game. I, I don't think BYU is in danger of losing it just because the two programs are on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. But I do think there's a potential for it to be closer than most people think for these reasons. Anytime a team has to cross two time zones, obviously BYU coming out to the East Coast. Playing in Florida on the first week of September is a tough deal, even for Florida teams who trained in it, let alone for a team that comes all the way from the you know high mountain desert of Provo, Utah. And then lastly, you've got the unknown element of what could be weather either in the form of rain or lightning delays, which, as we know, can really mess with the tempo uh, of a game. So uh, BYU has to definitely come out banging on all cylinders and take care of business here today. We'll get the South Florida perspective coming up. Bulls play-by-play man Jim Lauk stops by to preview the Cougars and the Bulls. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Jason Shepard in our BYU radio studios in beautiful Provo, Utah. Riley Nelson at the side of today's game as BYU faces USF at Raymond James Stadium. And joining Riley in the press box is the longtime voice of the USF Bulls, Jim Lauk. Jim, thanks for joining us, and welcome to College Football. Thanks, appreciate it. So, you you know, we obviously know that this team was not happy with the way last year went. My initial question to you is, what's the early buzz about this team heading into the season right now? Early buzz is positive. Of course, it's the time of the year for optimism, but watching these guys first uh, hand through spring and fall uh, they're definitely better I think it's going to be a question of how they handle a very very difficult schedule especially in the first four weeks of the season but this is Jeff Scott's third year as head coach that's usually kind of the magic time where a head coach has the guys in place that he wants and some things start to happen a little bit more positively so I think uh, South Florida fans are excited about this year, but again, you look at uh, three out of the first four games to start this season, and they are pretty tough. Jim, you mentioned South Florida fans. I was impressed by the number of tailgaters as we rolled up. Now, of course, we are in Florida where football is king, and and, uh, people are looking for every opportunity, but given the tough past couple of seasons, what's the community and fan support around this USF program look like? Well, they're waiting for a winner. You know, a lot of them go back to the time when this team was consistently winning. They were a top 10 team uh, in the country in both 2007 and 2008. And they've been a long way from that, quite frankly, in the last few years. So there's belief, I think, that there are a lot of things in place to be able to get back to that point. But people are anxious to see it. So I'm curious to see on a very, very warm uh, afternoon how the crowd is today. But again, the pregame buzz has been pretty good. Gary Bohannon is one of the new names, and he is obviously a name BYU fans know well, having faced him 
last year when he was the quarterback of the Baylor Bears. There was obviously a decision to make. The decision was made that Bohannon would be the starter. Why was Gary the guy over Timmy McLean? Well, it's interesting. You know, Gary came in late, of course, too. He wasn't here for spring, didn't play in the spring game, but he really won over his teammates. I think there was a level of consistency in practice, but I think maybe more so than anything, it was a leadership issue. And that's not to say that uh, Timmy McLean, who quarterbacked this team last year, wasn't a leader. But I think the coaches just found Bohannon to be really, really exceptional with his decision-making and also the way his teammates responded to his leadership. Jeff Scott told us in the very first practice that Bohannon was a part of, he pulled some of the team together and said, this isn't how we practice. You guys need to get going and do a little bit better job out here. And to Jeff Scott's surprise, from a brand-new guy, the team really responded to that, and that kind of won the coaching staff over a little bit, I think. So on the offense, sounds like it, they're being led by Bo Hannon. On the defense, it looks like it begins and end, at least to me as an outsider, with Antonio Greer. Talk a little bit about his position and the expectations for him on this season as well as any other contributors on the defensive side of the ball. New defensive coordinator, so the format will be a little different. You'll see some 4-2-5 today, so some of the times when Greer is in there, it'll be part of a two-linebacker set. You'll also see one of the transfers, DJ Gordon, in there a lot. He had a great camp. There are a lot of new faces from last year. The fundamental problem the South Florida defense had last year was not getting pressure on the quarterback. They're going to blitz more. They're going to blitz from different areas on the field this year. And they've also hit the transfer portal pretty hard, especially on the defensive line, to try to get some pressure on the quarterback. They didn't get that done last year. It ultimately hurt the linebacking core. It hurt the secondary. And it hurt the offense because the defense couldn't get off the field on third down a lot. So that'll be a key point for USF this game and all season long is can they get significant pressure on the quarterback they couldn't last year we're talking with the voice of the usf bulls jim lauk and jim i want to i want to follow up on something you just mentioned in terms of the defensive line and you mentioned the the transfers that came in a lot of those came in on the defensive line some on the offensive line that's where i want to focus the offensive line experience it's it has depth you mentioned you know the situation with the defensive line what type of shape do you expect the line of scrimmage to be on, on both sides for this USF team? Well, it's got to be better on the defense, that's for sure. And one of the things you will see, I think, on the defensive line today is a lot of substitutions. They're so much deeper this year. Last year, you know, the game in Provo was a very unusual one for South Florida. They didn't have many games last year where they got down big early and then came back and almost came all the way back. What was a lot more common was they would be in the game, maybe even leading late in the game, and then they'd wear out. They'd have guys playing 70, 75 snaps, and they lost three or four games last year that they could have very easily won and had a very different season. So I think you'll see a lot of guys, maybe even 
four guys in, four guys out on that defensive line today. On the offensive line, uh, definitely veterans. Uh, They know the running backs. They know the offensive philosophy. But hopefully they've gotten a little bit deeper as well, and we'll see if some of the newcomers there can help out a little bit as well. Jim, this week as uh, the team has prepared for BYU, has have they given any indication of who they might be scheming for uh, on BYU's e- either an offensive or defensive player? Basically, who are they looking out for, and if they can stop one player today, who would that be? Well, probably the quarterback. You know, they didn't have to deal with him last year uh, because he wasn't able to play against USF because of injury. It's interesting in talking to both offensive and defensive coordinators this week. They described BYU in in the same terms as being kind of unconventional. Uh, They will do things that you don't expect. Obviously, BYU has a plan, and they follow it, but as an opponent, They said sometimes you'll just kind of scratch your head because they'll do things you just flat out weren't expecting. Then you add that in with size, strength, and speed, and it's it's a pretty tall order. So I'm sure they're wary of the quarterback position, but there's there's just so much talent on both sides of the ball for BYU. I don't know that they're centering as much on individuals as they are the overall package. Jim, the uh, insight is fantastic as always. We appreciate you uh, spending a few minutes with us today before uh, the kickoff of the game today between BYU and South Florida. Thank you so much for your time and have a great call today. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. There we go. That's the voice of the USF Bulls, Jim Lau. Coming up next in Cougar Cuts, head coach Kalani Satake discusses just how much he's looking forward to getting this season started. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. It's time for Cougar Cuts, and it goes without saying that having BYU football back is a big deal to a lot of people. However, here's Kalani Satake actually saying it. You guys have been waiting for this moment too, right? So all the media people are like, hey, let's get let's get the season going, and Fans are feeling that way, so you can imagine how the players and the coaches are feeling. We're, we're excited for football to be back here. It was cool to watch Week Zero happen last week, you know, and preseason NFL games and high school football games are going on. So I like the next few months, what's about to happen with football, and I'm excited for it. I think the guys are really excited. We just had to get through the, the, the grueling parts of, of, of fall camp, and now that we're at this point, I feel really good about our team, feel good about our preparation. Like I said, there's a, there's a, a few unknowns on, on how we're, you know, our opponent. There's some things that they don't know about us either. And so uh, when we get to the, f- the field, we'll, we'll figure it out. But when it comes down to it, everybody has 11 guys on side on the field performing, and, and we'll just have to uh, adjust as we go along. But the fact that football is here, that, that's the, the energy. The, you just feel the energy and the excitement, and, and that's everywhere. You can feel from everywhere. It doesn't matter who it is, the fans, media staff, faculty, you know, everybody's excited about football. So definitely the players and the, the coaches are too. Look, it's it's certainly everybody's excited for this. You know, Riley, we, we typically talk about this when we refer to rivalry games in terms of keeping your emotions in check. I, I think a season opener, look, obviously I, I've never been in this situation in terms of being a player. You can certainly talk to this. I, I've got to imagine that's part of the game plan too when you have a season opening game is, 
everybody's so excited. You, you have to sort of keep it in check so you're not, you know, running at, at high speed making mistakes. And it's a tough balance to strike out the gate, right? Whether it, between coming out flat it'd be and trying to bring your natural emotions and suppressing them too much to where you're not activated enough versus coming out too amped and having to let the game bring you down. The one thing for BYU, I think, they, they, you know, you got so many guys coming out in, that have been in season openers before, but regardless of who you are, it takes hopefully the reality is whichever team can get back into that rhythm, that in-game rhythm first, uh, and it takes most teams about a half. So if you can cut that down, that you know you can get get into the rhythm of the game in the first quarter, or the or early on in the second quarter, you're going to have that much advantage. As you've watched the early games today, if any of our listeners have done that, you've known you know you've seen South Dakota State's you know three to three with Iowa at half, and the North Carolina Appalachia State game was tied at half. You got a lot of these you know mismatch by way of talent that are uh, you know tie ball games and then as these games get in the second half now all of a sudden North Carolina's up two scores and you know they're starting to take care of business and the talent's starting to prove through. I think I expect that same thing here today between BYU and South Florida. It's just the sooner you can make that happen the better off you're going to be. The defense got some significant players back who missed chunks of last season. One of them is linebacker Peyton Wilgar and he is really excited to prove people wrong. I think we're super hungry. I know each year, you know, there's kind of the doubts about the defense and, and, and the run game and whatnot. And I think we're just, we got a chip on our shoulder and we want to build off last year. And we got, we got some injured guys that are back now and we've, uh, we've been together now for a few years. And so I think, I think this is a year that we can really have a huge impact on the game. Riley, that was such a major storyline last year, not having Peyton Wilgar for parts of the season Keenan Peely not being there the injuries at the linebacker position really um, it, it was it was something that uh, that certainly changed the course of the defense to a certain extent having those guys back healthy and I love the chip on the shoulder comment I think that bodes extremely well for BYU's defense <laughs> I do too and I'm chuckling over here because I, I mean I I follow most of the beat writers and most of the content that's being put out there, and I don't know who's writing all this negative stuff. So maybe it's someone <laughs> internally on the staff. <laughs> and, and Coach Tuiaki, like, yeah, he's just go. telling her, hey, <laughs> nobody believes in you, nobody trusts you. Yeah, he's a, he's a ghost writer. He's out there putting out blogs <laughs> under a pseudonym out there that uh, to get his guys. But no, like you say, as a defensive player, you need that, right? Like as an offensive player, if you come out like with all this extra motion or a huge chip on your shoulder, it doesn't always work because it's so much more of a coordinated to dance where all the different parts have to work but as as a defense if you come out and just play with greater effort and greater emotion you're going to automatically have it's going to directly impact increased uh production so uh, i like to hear that from the defensive side and it's specifically to coach tuiaki's defense and this byu defense over the last uh, really since coach satake has come the linebacker has been the linebacker position, the linebacker group has been the core of production. I, I haven't done these numbers, but uh, I, I just know, thinking back, since I've done this job and I've gone on my fifth year, uh, the linebackers, uh, for most years, lead the team in interceptions. They lead the teams in sacks. The, uh, the defensive line and the defensive secondary are kind of there to be the bookends of the defense and let these linebackers go make those really game-changing, impactful plays. And when when that linebacker course suffers in its depth and with injuries, 
the impact and production of the defense suffers. So to have them at full strength is exciting and encouraging. The biggest thing is evidenced by Keenan Peeler, you know, getting hurt in the second or third game yep. last year is let, let's just hope that it lasts more than, you know, the first couple of games, and, and I'll be here for it. Finally, the BYU defense faced Gary, please don't call me Jerry, Bohannon last year in Waco, and Kalani discusses what stands out to him about the new South Florida QB. Well, his poise, first of all, he, he's been in tough situations and helped his team win, uh, you know, big 12 championships. So it's not like going against our defense and he's, he has experience against our defense. So it's not like he, he's a guy that's kind of brand new to the, to the game. I think when you're dealing with someone that you haven't seen, there's a lot of film of him. So his poise is the thing that I was really impressed with the first time we played him. And I saw, and I continue to see him do that in every game that he played in. So. Uh, I don't don't think there's going to be a lot that's going to surprise him. Uh, He has some new weapons to work with and and a new team and a new coordinator that we, you know, we're kind of guessing on what we're going to see, but he's really talented. And and I think, I think we're going to get his best shot. We just need to make sure that he doesn't have as much success against us last time we saw him. Yeah, Riley, I'm really curious to see what Gary Bohannon looks like with South Florida, knowing what he looked like with Baylor. Definitely, I I don't think his supporting cast is as strong. I mean, obviously, they're going to try and make the argument that he is. Here's the biggest thing about Bohannon, even even with Baylor. He is going to keep his team in contention in this game, not so much by the plays that he will make. And he will make some quality plays, but he's not, you know, I think about the the history of the South Florida team, and there was a player named B.J. Daniel that every time you turn on USF, like, he was running or making crazy plays. He went on to have a very long career up in Canada. I believe he's still playing. Anyway, Gary's not that type of player, but what Gary's going to do is going to keep his guys focused. He's going to keep them from making catastrophic mistakes, and he's going to keep them in the game. That's the biggest thing I expect to see from, from their quarterback. And after what happened last year where they were able to claw their way back to within eight points from a 21-point uh, first-half deficit, that's going to be enough to uh, make the Cougars sweat a little bit here down in South Florida in, the open, in week one. Up next, it's only appropriate that we kick off the new season of Shep Talk with my guy, Jaron Hall. Here from the quarterback next, this is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Jaron Hall enters the 2022 BYU football season as the unquestioned starter at quarterback, leader, and offensive stud. So we should probably all enjoy this guy as long as we can because he's likely going to be playing on Sundays next year. So to lead off our Shep Talk interviews for the season, here's my conversation with BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I think that's the one thing I've learned over the last couple of years is just enjoy everything about this. You know, coming to college can be stressful. College sports can be stressful. You know, adapting to, you know, the uh, the speed of everything. But being my my fifth year here, just that's my number one focus is having fun, enjoying being here, and everything that you mentioned that all plays a role into that. It's it's just fun for me. How crazy is it to think you've been here that long already? It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Much longer than I thought I'd be here years ago, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's what my plan was, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. 
Well, look, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, and I feel like I know you pretty well, and one thing that has always stood out to me about you, look, and I'm not the only one that sees this, it's your ability to kind of handle any situation. You don't look like you get too high. You don't look like you get too low. You just seem to be able to handle whatever is put in front of you. Is that something you've always had, or is that something you've had to learn to do? I think a little bit of both. Just my personality, just very chill, laid back. Not too over the top. And then also when it comes to the, those situations, specifically with sports, I mean, playing so many different sports growing up, I've just seen a lot of different scenarios, been in a lot of different situations, whether it's football, baseball, basketball. And I just think it's, get, it's given me the most experience in that time. So now carrying it with me to college, I just feel like that's part of who I've become and who I am. Um, and I try to be, you know, I try to love doing that and just making that part of, you know, everything about me, just, just being chill, even kill. One more big picture question, then we'll get into, and it, and it somewhat plays off of what I just asked you. Obviously, being the starting quarterback anywhere is going to be a big deal, and there's going to be a certain amount of prestige that comes with that. Being the starting quarterback at BYU, it's a big deal. How have you handled that? What, what is it like to be the BYU starting quarterback and just going around with that on your shoulders? Growing up here, understanding what BYU is, what it stands for, being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, all that stuff combined, I think kind of helped prepare me for that. Um, I think kids that are kind of unfamiliar with BYU might be a little different to them when they get here. But for me, it's just been part of my DNA all my life, being a BYU fan, family playing here, watching the Cougs every Saturday, coming to games. Um, Yeah, I just think that that's kind of what I expected all my life is to be in this situation. That's what I hoped for. And so for me, I just think it just kind of a culmination of preparing for it, living a lifestyle in line with it, what the school stands for, and then, uh, yeah, just enjoying it at the same time. So um, I just see it as an honor to be here, to be in this position. And I know a lot of my teammates, you know, feel the same in the positions they're in here at BYU. All right, let's focus on some football here. Season opener, South Florida. Just initial thoughts on taking on this Bulls team in their home stadium. They're a good team. I think uh, a lot of people aren't aware of the changes they made this season. On top of returning as many guys as they did, they've added nine transfers on the defensive side from a lot of great P5 programs. They have a great defensive coordinator. It's very experienced. And so I just think that for us, it's a matter of respecting the game, respecting the heck out of these guys because we know they're going to be a well-prepared team, and then just going and executing. So I'm very excited. I'm ready to finally play a game. It's been a while for me. Um, I'm just ready to get back out in the field and, and enjoy you know, playing and putting on a show for our fans. You did not get to play in the game in Provo last year against this team. How much of last year's film can you watch with so many new guys on their defense? Or, or is it mostly you look at the scheme and then you worry about the individual players after? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Some from last year, some from the defensive coordinator and his experience. So it's just a lot of different stuff. And that's the tough thing about a, a game at the first of the year is when you have you know new players, new coaching staff, new coordinators, it's hard to tell exactly what they're going to do. You know, last year we had an experience with Arizona's defensive coordinator, and it didn't turn out to be what we thought. And so it's first game of the season. A lot of times can be adapting on the fly, adapting at halftime. Um, but for now, we just focus on what we're given, what we have to, to go off of from last year and years in the past, and then uh, just hope that we can execute our, you know, our plays better than they, they execute theirs, and that's what football comes down to. You mentioned the production that they have coming back on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're, I believe, fifth in terms of returning production. You guys are number two in the country. My question to you regarding that is, how do you 
hope or want that to translate into the game with this much production coming back? Yeah, you would hope that it just starts and translates into a fast start offensively, defensively, and all around the ball. I just think with fall camp, having as many reps we have against our defense, how good they are, the defense against our offense, everyone's experience, you'd hope that that allow us to play free on the first game. Um, just to head into that stadium, knowing that we put in the work, you know, this last month and a half and all summer, there's no need to stress about a first game, no need to, to, to cram and try to do more than we need to, and really just relax, have fun, and just trust in, in the process, trust in our preparation. And I think that's where experience can tend to help in the first game of the year. Well, and then experience also, it seems like with a number of guys coming back and you knowing what you have around you, confidence level should be through the roof heading into this is that a fair assessment yeah definitely i think i think but you know even with with experience i think confidence more comes from your preparation you know preparation breeds confidence and so i know the guys are in my room with me on the offense i know guys have been preparing you know i've been trying to prepare the best i can i think from that preparation all together seeing each other doing it watching film together i think that ultimately is what's going to give us the most confidence on saturday to know that hey the guy next to me knows what he's doing because i was there preparing with him for the last month and a half during fall camp and during the summer and so i think just preparation we put in is what will give us the most confidence what excites you most about this offense and what you bring to the table heading into game one i don't think there's anything i'm not excited about i just think we're very well balanced on every asset of, of the offense, honestly. Um, I wish I could give you one thing I'm most excited about, but I'm just, I'm just excited to see all 11 of us out there rolling and doing our thing. All right, let's wrap things up with the final four questions. Uh, since you are the first guest of the season, you get the brand-new batch of four questions. So we'll start off with these. All right, first question. Your favorite class at BYU is what? Tom Galilee's sports psychology class. Why is that your favorite class? Uh, it's the first one that came to my mind, and so it must be very important. Um, and I think the mental side of sports is something that should be hit just as much as the physical side. Very nice. All right. What is better, the book or the movie? The movie. I, I've, I've never felt closer to you. I, I, there's so many people that, oh, the, the, movie, the movie was okay, but the book was Look. better. I'm like, nah, I can't read that book in two hours. Exactly, exactly. I, you know, a lot of people love the details of books, and they hate when these movie producers try to cram it in, but what do you expect from them? You know, no one's got the time to, to draw out a book that's, you know, a thousand pages long into nine movies. It's just, you know, the world just moves too quickly. We've got to get it in, you know, not enough time. I knew we were very much the same. Okay, if you inherited a million dollars today, first thing you're going to buy is what? A new set of golf clubs and my wife a new car. There was no hesitation there. Put the wife's car first, actually. I'll say the wife's car and then my golf club. That sounded wrong. I, I like the way you're thinking. I love it. All right, last question. What will you remember most about the era of independence? Uh, probably our win against Utah. Probably my, uh, my number one just because I was a part of it, obviously. Breaking the streak. Yeah, it was a it was a good night. That's probably be my highlight of the Independence era, personally, selfishly. I think there's probably a lot of people that are going to agree with you, myself included. Uh, Jaron, thank you so much. Uh, it is a pleasure to always uh, get a chance to talk with you, and good luck against South Florida. Thank you very much. BYU quarterback Jaron Hall, fantastic interview, fantastic guy, and. Without question, a fantastic quarterback. Really looking forward to seeing what he brings to the table today. All right, coming up next, we begin our special series on the best wins of independence. And since we're doing that, it's the season opener. Why don't we start at the beginning? You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Shep here in our BYU radio studios in Provo, Utah. Riley at Raymond James Stadium. Side of today's game, the season opener, number 25, BYU at South Florida. This is Cougar Pregame Live. It is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. And we've mentioned it several times already, but this is the final season of independence for BYU football. It began in 2011 and will officially come to an end on July 1st of 2023 when the Cougars are officially in the Big 12, and we say that reverently. BYU football has labeled this year the uh, Farewell Tour, and we're going to look back and celebrate the best wins of the Independence era. Each pregame throughout the season, we're going to look back on one of the best games of the past 11 years as an Independent. So I figured with this being the first game of the season, it would be a good idea to start with the first game that BYU played back in 2011. That is BYU at Ole Miss. It was September 3rd, 2011 at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi. Here's a couple of notes about that game. This was all about the defense, only allowing two field goals. Jake Heaps, the starting quarterback, was intercepted, and the Rebels scored on a 96-yard pick six. At that point, BYU trailed 13-0 with 14-15 left in the fourth quarter. Heaps then found Ross Oppo for BYU's first touchdown to cut the lead to 13-7. Heaps would finish that game with, with 225 yards and a touchdown and an INT, but KVN gave BYU a lead and ultimately the game with a fumble recovery for a touchdown in the end zone, and BYU would win its first game as an independent by a final score of 14-13. Here's how it sounded. BYU. Heaps under center. Two wide receivers right, including false left. Play action. Jake pumps. End zone. Man there. Oppo touchdown! Ross Oppo! His first touchdown as a Cougar and a huge score for BYU. It's 13-6 with the PAT pending. 9.52 to play. What a great drive. Finished off by number 11, Ross Oppo. Takes a shotgun snap. BYU gets in. He's being chased. He goes out. Fumble! Fumble! Picked up! And who's got it at the goal line? Who's got it? Touchdown! Touchdown, BYU! Kyle Van Noy, the fumble recovery, and they score! 14, Ole Miss 13. Play of the game for the Cougs right here. Stout under center. Sprint out, drop. Deep drop. Screen set up. It is complete to the tight end, Mosley, but he's not going to get it. He's not going to get it. He gets a yard is all, and the Cougars take over on offense. Jamal Mosley, the tight end, received the screen pass, but he got only a yard downfield. The stop is made. Manomeleuna first in. So the down stands, the penalty declined, and BYU is going to leave Oxford with a win on the road against an SEC opponent. What a start to the season. And what a survival performance for Brocko Mendenhall's team. And let's go down to Jessica. Coach, there's been so much talk about you guys going independent. How much does this first game win mean for your program? It's just the beginning of a, a new era. And we know that we can still improve, but a great way to start on the road against an SEC team. And uh, I'm proud of uh, what our guys did today, and I like where what our future looks like. Well said, Bronco Mendenhall. Well said. And, Riley, you were there. You got to see this game, the very first of Independence. When you hear those highlights and you think about this game, what comes to mind? 
Kyle Van Oy. <laughs> I mean, that was that was his kind of uh, coming out party for BYU. Little, little did we know, you know, basically he made the game-winning scoring play to do that. Little did we know he'd do that probably two or three more times, including in my senior year bowl game, that 2012 Poinsettia Bowl, where like he he basically beat the other team. He dominated. Yeah, he single-handedly won from the defensive side of the ball by scoring points and cre- not just creating turnovers, but like getting the ball in the end zone too. But Kyle Van Oy, uh, I, I mean, just to take a little trip down memory lane too, it was it being uh, obviously we were excited about independence because you got to go experience more of a, a greater breadth of the traditions across college football. And Ole Miss has a unique one. We drove the buses through. They have a unique tailgating setup. They tailgate in a place that's called the Grove. I don't know what types of trees they are, but it's like this little mini forest that's on one end of the stadium and it's where everybody goes. And then Ole Miss also has a tradition where their students rather than, you know, all the gear and the this and the that, they're in like preppy clothes, right? Like all the boys are in khakis and polos and the girls are, are they like popping collars yeah no it's like that okay. type of deal and the, and the girls are in like sundresses and stuff and so like that was a good memory uh driving in there jason i do have to say one thing though that you failed to mention it in your bullet points mm. uh i that was my debut as a as the gunner on the punt team <laughs> and listen i know there are a lot of critics out there for assigning a half tackle and I missed out, but I had a half tackle in this game, too, and gave my, my small contribution I, uh, to the first win in Independence. Okay, I, I have failed not only the listeners, but most importantly, I have failed you, that I did not include <laughs> that in my game notes. I am so no, sorry, my listen, friend. Listen, it didn't even make the box score. I appealed to the, st- to the official statisticians afterwards. But, uh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't get those .5. But I was in on there. I did crack helmets with a guy, helped get him to the ground. Uh, but, no, that was uh, – that was a tremendous game. I just remember, you know, we were so slow coming out the gate, and, and we were kind of feeling our way, and there was a little bit of a mystique of starting the season off in the SEC and on the road and all these things. Uh, but, you know, two guys who obviously KBN's one of the defensive legends at BYU, and obviously Ross Opro was a tremendous player for a long time at BYU, uh, along with Jake making some plays uh, in his kind of first as the mystique of starting the season off in the SEC and on the road and all these things. Uh, but, you know, two guys who obviously KBN's one of the defensive legends at BYU, and obviously Ross Opro was a tremendous player for a long time at BYU, uh, along with Jake making some plays uh, in his kind of first as the full, first starter, the full-blown starter in that 2010 year. A lot of great memories. Certainly, and uh, like I mentioned leading into that, we're going to do this uh, for each game this season all the way through the bowl game. We will highlight one of the best games of the Independence era. And as you heard, it started out fantastic. And with this being the final year, BYU certainly looking to end it on a fantastic note as well. All right, coming up next, we will visit with the voice, the voice of the Cougars. Greg Rubel will join us on the other side. Cougar pregame live continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live, it is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Joining us now alongside Riley at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, is the voice of the Cougars. His name is Greg Rubel. Greg, welcome to 2022 BYU football, my friend. And welcome back to you, Jason Shepard. Great to be with you here in uh, Tampa, Florida. Raymond James Stadium 
Cougars looking to write a different script than the one that was authored three years ago. Kalani will tell us in our pregame interview, uh, Jason, coming up here in a little bit, that uh, that, that he and the team and, and the staff and players uh, did, a, did a lot of modifications to the buildup uh, for this particular week, actually, and, and, and they hope it pays off in, in how they prepared. They said they used a much more scientific approach uh, to, this, uh, to this game in South Florida. We'll see how it pays off for the Cougs in a little bit. Uh, but we are here on a day that follows a couple of days of significant rainfall and thunderstorm action. Maybe you've already hit this, but uh, uh, if, if this game were to have been played the last couple of days, you might have seen delays of one kind or another uh, due to lightning in particular. But the torrential downpours the last couple of days, I mean, the, the rain you can kind of play with and play through depending on how severe, but it's it's when the uh, the, uh, the the thunder cracks and the lightning bolts get involved that uh, things get dicey. And so we hope to not have any delays today, but they would have been in effect, I think, if this game were played in each of the last couple days. And so we'll kind of cross our fingers on that on that note. Last time we were down here in 2019, Jason, no weather issues at all. Hot, humid, but uh, nothing like we've seen the last couple of days. So something to keep in mind, and Aaron Roderick has referenced the fact that they have prepared for any potential delays and how they want to handle that in the locker room in particular. But that's uh, uh, hopefully well ahead of us and hopefully too far beyond us to consider tonight. But something to think about as this, uh, as this day goes along. Without question. And one of the things that Kalani has been asked and talked about uh, during fall camp and then leading into this game is you know the overall health of this team and he says overall he's been pretty pleased um, and uh, you know he says nobody's out for the season uh, right. in terms of notable players who may or may not be here uh, did Kalani give you any update on some of those players yeah no Gunnar Romney today uh, there was a hope that he'd be ready for the start of the season he will not be and will not play today uh, he's, he's, the, he's the one notable absence. There's some other guys, but and Hobbs Nyberg among them, for example. Hobbs won't be returning today kicks or punts. Uh, that'll likely go to Talmadge Gunther as the primary. So no Hobbs there, but Gunnar, Gunnar Romney is the, is, is, is the headline absence of note. Uh, Puka Nakua uh, is available and, and will be among the starters uh, listed today for BYU, but uh, no Gunnar Romney. And so it'll be a week-to-week -week situation with Gunnar, but as for week one, you will not have him in the lineup. So a chance for guys like uh, Keanu Hill and Chase Roberts to shine. I expect the wide receiver crew to be Nakua, Hill, Roberts, Epps, and Cosper with the potential to see someone like Talmadge Gunther or Tanner Wall in the game. But that's what you're looking at. Offensive line, they traveled more than eight, but the eight who are planning to rotate today, left to right, Freeland, Clark Barrington, Connor Pay, Harris Lachance, Kingsley Suamataia, and then Braden Kime, Joe Tukuafu, and Clark Barrington are also in the mix. Expect Tukuafu and Barrington to be part of a pretty liberal rotation, so at least seven guys will play on the O-line today. And you see, you could see Campbell. In fact, I expect, Jason, to see Campbell Barrington uh, rotate with Kingsley Suamataia at that right tackle spot as they try and keep Kingsley fresh on this very punishing afternoon here in South Florida. Riley, it is it's just, it, you know, you, the cliche is it's like a sauna, but it's it's it feels like it's, it's a wave that hits you when you get out on that field of just moisture and warmth. And it's uh, it, 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 it can be it can be punishing. These guys came out and within two minutes of doing their pregame kind of stretching, you saw guys glistening. I'm sure if you were down there, you'd see sweat dripping, you know, off their off their faces and off their arms. And so it's just about. But look, he. he you knew it was going to happen week one in South Florida, so you bring the salt tablets. You make sure you hydrate appropriately before the game. I do think they're going to manage the pregame a little bit differently. I haven't gotten word on this, but typically you would shorten this. Coming down an extra day earlier, as you mentioned, was good. But, Greg, um, so coming up for this preparation, it's a new-look USF team. 
What uh, what's BYU? You mentioned by by way of their depth chart. What do they expect to see from the Bulls here today? Yeah. So chatting with uh, Elisha Tuiaki a little bit ago, and and with the new offensive coordinator having had uh, some significant West Virginia experience uh, the last few years. He wasn't their OC. He'd been an OC previously at Georgia Southern and FAU. But the West Virginia system and the USF system from last year are actually pretty similar. So uh, a lot of RPO heavy. The only real question is whether they expect more 11 personnel or 10 personnel from the Bulls today. I mean, no tight end and an extra wide receiver for four wides. But uh, they said, really, it's not. they don't expect a significant departure from the style of football they saw Timmy McLean lead the Bulls uh, into BYU with last year as opposed to this year. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. On the other side, uh, with Bob Shoup, uh, the one thing you can expect from him is is a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. He has said in the press that he he he, he you know he wants 60 minutes of full court press football, um, and and so we'll see exactly how much of that comes to fruition as well. But defensively, a lot of heat, and offensively, uh, a heavy dose of RPO, and the only question being 10 or 11 personnel based on what they're expecting right now. Kalani said in our pregame interview, best over prepared than under prepared. We may have thrown a few too many things at our guys to think about, but we'll be able to see pretty early what we have to filter out, what we have to keep, because it's, uh, you know, first games with new OC and new DC, much like the Arizona game last year. I know that BYU said in hindsight, we didn't get what we thought we'd get from Arizona, uh, and, and first game novelty is uh, is a crapshoot, And I but I'd rather be the team, guys, with the starting quarterback back, the OC back, the DC back, all the coaches back, most of your production back than the team trying to trick the other with with newness and 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 the the element of surprise because that element of surprise can sometimes surprise your own guys and you're not as sharp as you'd like to be because it's the first day of live fire with the guy on the headset and the guy on the helmet uh coordinating and and making it all work so i'd still rather be in byu's position than be the team trying to to fool the other or surprise the other Guys, it is great to have the crew back. Uh, looking forward to this. You've mentioned your interview with Kalani Satake, Greg. Everyone will be able to hear that coming up in about 30 or 35 minutes. Thank you for the insight, Greg. Riley, great stuff as always. Uh, we will hear from both of you coming up in just a little bit. Thanks, Jeff. There we go. That's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Also, Riley and Nelson coming up on the other side. Mitchell Jurgens will join me. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The 25th ranked BYU Cougars getting ready to face the Bulls of South Florida in Tampa. I'm now joined by our sideline reporter, a former wide receiver for the Cougars, you know him, you love him. His name is Mitchell Jurgens. Mitchell, how's the heat, my friend? <laughs> it's hot. Uh, <laughs> n- nothing that I'm not used to, though. So I think uh, growing up in Houston is gonna oh yeah is gonna help me help me down there because I mean humidity is at an all time high in Houston. It's I mean South Florida. It's it's no different. So at least I have some experience in this realm. It's not going to be too much of a shock, but it is it's hot. I don't I don't know how dry I'll be, and that's not necessarily if the rain comes. Um, even if it doesn't, the, the the goal is still to stay dry. So, I had uh, I hadn't even thought about the fact that you grew up in Houston. You played football in Houston, so you're certainly used to that Texas heat and humidity uh, that uh, that everybody will be. Uh, are you going with the shorts today? By the way, 
No, I've I've got the pants on, so mm. um, it, yeah, maybe a questionable call, <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll see how it pans out. So all right, all right. Well, let's get into the actual uh, game here. Um, last season of Independence, that obviously is going to be a theme throughout the entire year, but so much um, uh, so much is back from last year's ten win season. How much pressure do you think this team feels heading into the year? Yeah, for the players, I mean, hopefully none, right? I mean, these guys just need to go out there and play the game. Um, they've worked hard to get to this point. BYU's, they've put together some consecutive successful seasons. And honestly, the talent's there, so they, they shouldn't have to feel all of this pressure to perform a certain way to prove that, you know, they're a capable team of joining the Big 12. They've done that. BYU's established themselves as a competitive program. Um, with that said, though, yes, I mean, they – with the success that they've had, they've raised the bar, and there are some high expectations for the team this year. Um, coming into the season as a ranked team, right? This has not happened in a very long time, and so there there are extra eyes watching the Cougs this year, especially probably a lot of eyes from Big 12 countries seeing what they're going to do kind of in their last year of independence. Um, and, and so, yes, there's going to be pressure. There's going to be some expectations, but hopefully the players can do a good job, eliminate that pressure, slow down the moment, and just go out there and play and have fun this is what they've prepared for and um, so it should be uh, you know a good good start to the season here I asked this question to Jaron Hall in the Shep Talk interview that we ran uh, roughly 25 minutes ago so I want to ask you the same thing we've talked about all of the returning production coming back and just how much that should help the question is how do you expect that returning production on offense to actually translate into game one yeah, I think it should be a quicker start for this offense uh, with so many of the same players, right? Obviously, Jaron Hall back at the helm. Um, they've got the same coordinators. These guys have been there and done it, so it should come back pretty quickly, maybe quicker than it would starting a new season with not a lot of returning production. Um, there, there's always going to be the first game jitters to work out, uh, but once they get there, you know, the first catch, the first carry, um, the first hit or tackle, they should settle in pretty quickly and let kind of that preparation and experience take over. Um, as far as points on the board, I know this wasn't your specific question, but, I, you know, I expect a 30-plus point game, um, and, and not just from the returning production on the offensive side, but USF's defense, they it wasn't their strong suit And you're saying season. the offense scoring 30-plus, not that you correct. think they win by 30-plus. Oh, oh, yes, correct. Okay, I just, offense, I, just for those, I just wanted to clarify, yeah. Yeah, yeah the offense scoring 30-plus, Today, um, you know, USF, their defense wasn't it wasn't their their strong suit last season. They allowed, you know, more than 470 yards on offense a game. Um, 34 points a game is what they what they gave up. Um, and so I think BYU can come out, get into a groove, let that offensive production take over, put up 30 plus points in the game. And and uh, hopefully that's going to be enough to result in a victory. Look, expectations, I guess, are so, somewhat the theme of our conversation today. What are your own expectations for this team heading into the year? Yeah, on the offensive side, high and fast offensive production and led by the big guys up front. Um, these guys are dominant, um, and I expect them to set the tone for the entire season. Um, it, you know, if they can live up to the expectations on them, it should provide BYU that 
balanced attack they need to succeed as an offense, right? Providing big holes for the backs to get through, giving Jaron a clean pocket and enough time to get through his reads. I mean, these BYU receivers and tight ends are so talented. So with dominant performances up front, you know, these guys will have so much time to get into their routes and win big across the field. So offensively, yeah, kind of that high-powered dominant performance as an offense. Um, as far as the defense goes, you know, I – I expect the linebackers to lead the group. There's experience there, you know, with Wilgar, Peely, Bywater, Tooley. These guys are veterans who are really good football players. They'll set the tone, and I expect these opposing teams to have maybe some difficulties getting in a rhythm with how well they defend the run, how well they defend the pass, and so they're going to mix it up nice. Um, as far as kind of an overall team thing, um, I expect clean football. Um, we've got mature guys that have been there. They've done that, and, you know, letting them – um, hopefully we don't see too many mistakes or, or kind of those bonehead plays where a penalty can be costly in a close game. Hopefully those are out the window. And then Kalani is a big enforcer of ball security. So I expect this team to take care of the football, be smart with it, and, um, and, and kind of be a staple mark for, for this entire year. You mentioned the offensive line and creating holes for the running backs to run through. You know, we haven't really spent a whole lot of time talking about Christopher Brooks, but look, it's a guy that, that's coming in and he's coming from a system at Cal where he was sort of running back by committee. Now he's the guy. And what I've seen, I'm excited to see what he can do. He, he looks the part every bit. I'm really excited to see what he can do in this offense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we've seen what kind of putting putting a, a, a primary focus on a specific running back can do. I mean, these players, I, I'm a big believer in confidence is key. You get these guys more reps. He's the guy going into the season. He's big. He's a strong runner. That that confidence is only going to grow as that as as he gets more reps and gets you know familiar with the offense. Had a great camp. I agree, Jason. I'm excited to see this guy in action, and um, I, I think it could be. Uh, I think he's 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 the right guy to follow yep. in Tyler's footsteps as of last year. I agree with you 100. percent All right, Mitch. Last thing, it will be a good day for BYU if they do what? Yeah, to keep this one simple, I'm just going to say win the game. Right? You, you typically you see really the went biggest... there. You went win the game. <laughs> you know it will, and and there's a reason for it. Let me tell you. Okay. That you typically see the biggest improvement from football teams between game one and two. So, it, you know, if BYU can find all the things they need to tweak, fix, and improve on after this first game, which most of the time is a pretty long list, right? It's your first time out there. You've got jitters. You're trying to figure out, you know, how you gel as an offense, as a defense. Um, it's a lot easier to do that when you've got a win, a, a tally in the win column. Um, it's hard to kind of make those adjustments knowing that that loss cannot be erased so with a first game just get out there find a way to win get scrappy maybe things won't go as clean or as as planned or as as you would have hoped but um if you can just figure out a way to to um to gut it out win the game i mean this is this is what we want to see right Mitchell, I said this with uh with greg and riley a minute ago i'm glad we got the crew back it's uh it's exciting the season is here. Great insight, and uh, we'll hear you on the broadcast. Stay safe out there in the heat, my friend. Will do. Thanks, Jason. There we go, the great Mitchell Jurgens. On the other side, Bulls head coach Jeff Scott breaks down today's matchup in Tampa. That's next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. We're getting you ready for number 25, BYU and South Florida. Earlier this week, I talked with the head coach of the Bulls. His name is Jeff Scott. I asked him how his team has handled the offseason, which included quite a bit of change. Yeah, it's been a, a very unique offseason for us. I mean, we had a, a lot of additions that uh, transfers and, and uh, high school, about 40 new guys joined our team uh, from January to, to June. So for us, uh, a lot of new guys coming in, uh, obviously two new coordinators and our defensive coordinator, Bob Shoup, and offensive coordinator, Travis Trickett. Uh, but, you know, so a lot of new guys coming in and really, uh, you know, everybody getting on the same page. Uh, it's been a really good offseason. Our guys have worked extremely hard. Uh, it's very hot here in Florida. It's been a very uh, hot summer, like most of them are around here. So, you know, hopefully that's uh, prepared us for the, the weather uh, here on Saturday and, and later on for the season. But, yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, I like to say that, you know, the, the the days are long, but the years are short, right? So they're a bunch of long days, but they add up pretty quickly. And, and here we are uh, getting ready to kick it off. You mentioned it, and it, you are in somewhat of a unique situation because you do have so much production from last year coming back, yet there are so many things about your squad that are new. Those typically don't go hand-in-hand, hand, yet that's what you're dealing with right now. Yeah, I think it's really just kind of the, the new age of college athletics and new age of college football, you know, obviously uh, with the, the transfer portal, the one-time transfer and then I think, you know, for me coming into the program here at South Florida two years ago and really establishing the culture and, and, and the standard of how we're going to do things and, and, and trying to find the players that, that fit our culture and also fit our uh, offense, defense, and special teams. You know, so there's definitely, uh, you know, been some opportunity for some new guys to come in. I think probably one of the biggest uh, changes uh, for us from a year ago to now is I just feel like we have a lot more depth at some of the key positions than maybe where, where we were a year ago. And a lot of that is from some of the new guys uh, that have uh, joined us. One of the big acquisitions through the offseason, as you mentioned, um, was a new quarterback. And it's quarterback BYU has faced when he was at Baylor. My question to you about Gary Bohannon is why was he the guy to lead this offense? Now, I think for us, um, you know, we, we were looking for a quarterback that had quality experience. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are the, maybe the been the backup sitting on the bench in a Power 5 program and they're looking to go somewhere and be a starter. And really, for our situation, I was looking for someone that's already kind of been there and been through the battles. And, you know, the success that he had last year at Baylor, um, you know, going 10-2 and two as the starter and, and uh, you know, so, some big wins. And, and really, I think for us, just his overall experience uh, on the field and then also uh, his knowledge of, uh, you know, just different offenses, the different things that defenses want to do, just a little bit more uh, age and, and maturity at that position I felt like was needed uh, for this offense to really take the next step this year. How would you describe your defense right now heading into the season? Uh, I would describe them as improved uh, from, from what I've seen in the offseason, from where we were a year ago. I think uh, Coach Bob Shoup, our new defensive coordinator, you know, he has an outstanding resume. Um, and, you know, he's really done a great job very quickly here. And, uh, you know, building confidence in, in our players, really putting them in. Uh, we've moved some guys around to some different positions uh, within his scheme that I think has uh, really fit our uh, talent and skill set probably better than where we were a year ago. So uh, I've seen a lot of improvement from them and spring practice and in fall camp. And 
And now it'll be, uh, you know, it'd be time for them to go out and, and show that improvement on the field Saturday. As you certainly know, and it's usually the case, whoever wins the line of scrimmage typically ends the day feeling pretty good. Um, your offensive line is deep and experienced. You've added some depth on the D line. How would you describe both of your lines right now? Yeah, I think you, you've got it pretty close there. Offensive line, you know, we've got uh, four, four guys coming back that have played a lot of ball together. I mean, these guys, uh, all four actually were seniors a year ago. They all had a chance to leave, and, and uh, a couple of them had a chance maybe to, to look at playing at the next level, and, and all four chose to come back for their super senior year. Uh, they're a very close group. Uh, they communicate uh, very well. They, they work uh, together very well. So I really uh, feel confident in that group up front. Defensive line has probably been uh, the area where I feel like we've improved the most in the offseason from where we were a year ago, not really having the, the um, overall length, athleticism, uh, size, and depth that we needed to, to be able to compete week in and week out. And uh, in the offseason, our uh, returning guys have really worked hard. Uh, defensive end Tramel Logan uh, is a guy that was 211 pounds when he got here two years ago, and now he's about 252 pounds. So really worked hard and, and, and putting on good weight. And I think his maturity level at that position has really shown up here in the offseason. And then you look at a guy like Jatorian Hansford, defensive end we got from Missouri uh, that's transferred in. Uh, he was a, a great addition, bringing some size and athleticism to that defensive end spot. And then, um, you know, Rashawn Yates is a returning player that's uh, moved. He's played both inside and outside for us uh, in the past. He can do a little bit of both. And then we also have another D tackle, Rashad Cheney, a transfer from Minnesota. Uh, and then there's, a, there's about six guys behind them, and uh, four of them are transfers coming in. So I think overall the biggest thing at defensive line is uh, we brought in a lot of uh, new bodies to really uh, be able to give us the depth and, and size that we need to have a chance uh, to compete against a really good team like BYU. As we start to wrap it up, let's focus in specifically on the matchup. Obviously, you guys were in Provo last year, so you got to see this team. You did not see Jaron Hall, so maybe just your your overall impressions of this BYU team and what you expect on Saturday. Yeah, I think, number one, it's a uh, very experienced team that's playing with a lot of confidence. I mean, you look last year, they, they won 10 games, and as you know, the majority of those guys are coming back. And uh, I said this earlier in the week, it, it reminds me of, of my years coaching at Clemson. You know, when, when you're having a lot of success and a team plays well together, they're confident. You know your scheme inside and out. You, you play to your strengths and you play together. And so whenever I, I've watched, uh, you know, all of the games of BYU last year, you know, I see a confident group that plays well together. I think Jaron uh, Hall, their quarterback, is very talented. Uh, he looks like he makes really good decisions with the football. And then uh, if things do break down, I mean, he's shown to be able to, to extend the play and have a explosive capability as a runner as well. Um, but overall, I just feel like um, we're playing a, a very confident uh, team, a, a team that is a really good leadership, a lot of veterans uh, coming back. And, you know, they're, they're not going to give up anything easy. Uh, they're going to – everything that you get against an experienced team like this, you're going to have to earn each and every down – and uh, obviously, you know, last year, that was a long time ago uh, whenever we played, <laughs> played that game. And, and, and they're, they're different. I feel like they're much improved uh, from where they were early last year. And, and, and uh, I feel like we are as well. Coach, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. I uh, really do appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. That was South Florida head coach Jeff Scott. Back to wrap things up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Shep, wrapping things up. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we will get you to Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. The Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Satake coming your way next. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hi there. Welcome to BYU Athletics. Let's take a tour. From up here on Y Mountain, you can see the Marriott Center, where over 18,000 fans watch exciting BYU basketball. Over there, you can see the Smith Fieldhouse for volleyball and South Field for soccer. And see that big blue Y? That's Lavelle Edwards Stadium, where almost 65,000 fans watch Cougar football. When you become a partner with BYU Athletics, thousands of people will see your brands and messaging during live games. To learn more, email sponsorship at byu.edu today. You are listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Running to the right side and right into scoring territory. It's time to preview today's matchup with head coach Kalani Sataki. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Zions Bank. For big-time banking with a home team feel, Zions Bank is for you. The Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's rejoin Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. For the first time in the 2022 college football season, good afternoon, Cougar football fans, and welcome to the opening game of the final season of BYU's football independence. The Cougars today kicking off their farewell campaign with a trip to Tampa and a showdown with South Florida. A struggling program looking to turn a corner while the Cougs are out to reverse their fortunes at Raymond James Stadium as BYU returns to the venue in which the Bulls beat BYU in Jaron Hall's first career start back in 2019. Now Hall is given the ball as the undisputed leader of a BYU team returning a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. My name is Greg Rubel, back for another season on the headset 30 years after I first joined Paul James' radio crew as his sideline reporter, and what a blessing it is to be back for another year. I'm so grateful for my past and present broadcast partners, engineers, statisticians, spotters, and studio staffers, and of course to all of you in Cougar Nation for giving us an audience and a weekly chance to share with you our passion for our profession and for BYU football. And with me for his fourth season as my commentary colleague in the booth is the sling and scramble in Southpaw, the former BYU quarterback, Riley Nelson. And Riley, season openers just never get old. Uh, the former BYU quarterback knows what it's like to have the feeling of opening the book on another season. And we get to see what things will be written, Riles. And, and, and however it ends, the story of the 2022 campaign is bound to be compelling in part because of the epilogue, which will, of course, be life in the Big 12. But... The Cougs appear prepared to make their final go-round of independence, at least, a memorable read. And, boy, what what a stage has been set for this 2022 campaign. One of the top countries as far as returning production. One of only maybe two or three programs that are returning their entire coaching staff and and memorable names and playmakers out here that you can't wait. That you you got to imagine with the free COVID year and having spent, you know, Jaron Hall mentioned he's been here five years and... And and Puka Nakua and some of these other guys that are maybe going to go try their hand at professional to that that are so 
geared towards leaving not only this BYU football program, but its time and independence with a bang and on the highest note with the greatest amount of momentum to head into the Big 12. I cannot wait to see what happens. Coming up next, we'll hear from BYU head coach Kalani Sitake for the first time this season. He'll tell us who will and will not be available for today's opener at South Florida and what to expect from a Bulls team that can bring the element of surprise into this afternoon's game. That's next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues. For big-time banking with a home team feel, Zions Bank is for you. My conversation with Kalani coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to preview today's matchup with head coach Kalani Sataki. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Zions Bank. For big-time banking with a home team feel, Zions Bank is for you. The Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O' Tires, the team you trust. Let's rejoin Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. For the first time in the 2022 college football season, good afternoon, Cougar football fans, and welcome to the opening game of the final season of BYU's football independence. The Cougars today kicking off their farewell campaign with a trip to Tampa and a showdown with South Florida. A struggling program looking to turn a corner while the Cougs are out to reverse their fortunes at Raymond James Stadium as BYU returns to the venue in which the Bulls beat BYU in Jaron Hall's first career start back in 2019. Now Hall is given the ball as the undisputed leader of a BYU team returning a ton of talent on both sides of the ball. My name is Greg Rubel, back for another season on the headset 30 years after I first joined Paul James' radio crew as his sideline reporter, and what a blessing it is to be back for another year. I'm so grateful for my past and present broadcast partners, engineers, statisticians, spotters, and studio staffers, and of course to all of you in Cougar Nation for giving us an audience and a weekly chance to share with you our passion for our profession and for BYU football. And with me for his fourth season as my commentary colleague in the booth is the sling and scrambling southpaw, the former BYU quarterback, Riley Nelson. And Riley, season openers just never get old. Uh, the former BYU quarterback knows what it's like to have the feeling of opening the book on another season. And we get to see what things will be written, Riles. And, and, and however it ends, the story of the 2022 campaign is bound to be compelling in part because of the epilogue, which will, of course, be life in the Big 12. But... The Cougs appear prepared to make their final go-round of independence, at least, a memorable read. And, boy, what what a stage has been set for this 2022 campaign. One of the top countries in, as far as returning production. One of only maybe two or three programs that are returning their entire coaching staff. And and memorable names and playmakers out here that you can't wait. That you you got to imagine with the free COVID year and having spent, you know, Jaron Hall mentioned he's been here five years and... And and Pukunuku and some of these other guys that are maybe going to go try their hand at professional to that that are so geared towards leaving not only this BYU football program but its time and independence with a bang and on the highest note with the greatest amount of momentum to head into the Big 12. I cannot wait to see what happens. Coming up next, we'll hear from BYU head coach Kalani Sitake for the first time this season. He'll tell us who will and will not be available for today's opener at South Florida and what to expect from a Bulls team that can bring the element of surprise into this afternoon's game. That's next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues for big-time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. My conversation with Kalani coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show continues. Once again, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. You are listening live as we come your way from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also home to the South Florida Bulls. Until an on-campus stadium is completed, it's BYU's second visit to this venue three years ago. BYU lost a 27-23 decision here in a game that Jaron Hall left injured. He was also hurt for last season's meeting with USF in Provo. He missed that game entirely, a game that BYU won 35-27 after seeing an early 21-0 lead slip before holding on for the W. Bulls last season went 2-10. They've won only three games in the Jeff Scott era. His FBS record is 1-18 here in Tampa. BYU's Kalani Sitake, meantime, is approaching the 50-win plateau in his seventh season on the BYU sidelines. A win today would give him 49 victories as BYU's bench boss and a short time ago in his locker room. I asked Kalani what excites him most about starting season number seven. College football's back, you know, and you can sense the uh, excitement from everyone. And from last week with week zero, our players are really excited watching the um, games going on. We got here on Thursday, so our team our team watched a bunch of football Thursday night and then watched a bunch on Friday night. So um, now's their time. So I, I think uh, the guys are really excited to play this game. And, um, you know, all the hard work and sacrifice over the off season is going to pay off now with these guys getting these 60 minutes that are promised to them. So hopefully we can make every second count. And a lot of the same guys that ended your last season start this next season with you. That's right. And, and we're looking forward to the guys that were started the season last year to be with us as well. So, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about it over and over, Greg. This, uh, we feel great about our depth and now uh, devising a plan and a strategy so we can use our depth and keep our guys fresh but also find ways to be effective on the field and score points on offense, limit points on defense, and, and, and uh, create havoc, and then uh, be efficient like we always have been on special teams, whether it's cover game, the cover, cover teams or, or uh, you know, our, our, um, our return team. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing all three phases work and complement each other. I'm really proud of our coaches, proud of our, proud of our players, and, and uh, just looking forward to this game. Just some personnel notes right now. It was a pretty healthy camp, all things considered, but you're down a wide out going into today? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're um, down Gunnar Romney, but uh, we're hoping very to the, to the end that he would be able to go. But, um, you know, we're looking forward to seeing him soon. Um, after that, you know, we're just, I think for the most part our team's healthy. Guys are a little bit banged up, but that's okay. The, the uh, you know, the... the f- the adrenaline will overcome some of the the soreness, and um, our guys worked hard. I, I feel I feel like our guys, our guys are fresh. Uh, there's a, a small amount of guys that are having to overcome a few um, soreness issues, but uh, that that's uh, I'm I'm really proud of the way our guys are, are prepared and. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm looking forward to seeing them out there. I know you love your O-line rotation. Yeah, and and you'll see a bunch of guys. I mean, we feel comfortable with all the guys that made the trip, so um, we'll see if, if Coach Funk wants to use them all, and I've given them the freedom to do whatever they think is right, keep our guys healthy and keep them fresh, but also we've had a lot of guys do different different change of, change of lineups, and um, usually that's, that's unconventional. Teams don't like doing that, but uh, when you have this type of depth, I think you have to be able to accommodate that and get the talent on the field. Defensively, uh, it's pretty much a full go in terms of who you expected to be out there for game one, right? Yeah, and, and um, yeah, we got a lot of numbers, a lot of guys, and, uh, you know, we're looking forward to, for me, um, scheme and all that stuff is great, but looking for, towards the fundamentals of the game, like tackling well, um, using the right technique, uh, that's going to be the key on defense, and the big plays will come our way. We just need to make sure that we, when, we, when we have an opportunity, we capitalize on it and, and get, get create some havoc. I know uh, Bohannon is a really good player, 
but when he's comfortable, it, it, it makes things really difficult for us. And we weren't able to disrupt him last year. Hopefully we can change that up at the second time. All of your coaches are back in the same place as they were last year. USF, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new starting quarterback, a lot of novelty there. If you're the head coach of that team, how comfortable are you with all that novelty in a game one situation? Well, I know I know, Coach Scott's a good coach and, and, and been around championship teams. So, uh, you know, he, he has that Clemson um, background. So he ha- he'll have capable coaches. Uh, I'm, I'm the thing I'm um, uh, more than anything just looking forward to seeing them out there because there's no film. Uh, we can kind of um, predict and, and maybe hope to see what we're going to see, but there's be, there'll be some things that we weren't expecting, and, and that's okay. But um, yeah, the, the, even the depth the depth chart, things like that. We were just there's a lot of unknowns yeah. going into this game, but that's all right. We, we uh we we know about our guys and what our team can do and that's all that matters. So generally, what would you expect from them on offense and defense really quickly? Well, I think they're going to stick with their background. I know that they have um the, their coaches and they're, they're going to be a little bit more spread, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to just just pound the ball and and be an RPO team on offense and on defense. I think they're going to play a lot of pressure. And so we're planning on all that. We we've, we've uh just made some stuff up and what what we're going to see we might not see some of the things, but that's okay. I rather over prepare than be under prepared and 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 when you sit there and you go away i hope they don't do that that's not a good strategy so we didn't we didn't use hope as a strategy yeah. we're gonna yeah we, we we might have over prepared but that's okay okay finally you're back in the heat and humidity of south florida yeah but i, I look at the way we traveled the way that our budget has been the, the attempt to make this an easier trip on the boys where we stay how we travel with delta and um, that that stuff matters a lot, and uh, we we ch- changed up our practice and our preparation for this for this game specifically. We we use science and we use the research there that's available from the sports scientists and and from our training room. So we're coming into this game a lot different than we were back when last time we were here. I feel a lot of confidence in in in, in what we've done and how we prepared, and uh, we'll just find out, man. I'm, I just. It's, this is the longest you know moment right now. Like, let's get to the game already. And but uh, I, I am, I'm just sitting here, just excited and just trying to, just trying to calm down before we get to it. <laughs> excited to get it going with you, Kalani. Thank you for the time. Best of luck. We'll talk to you post game. Appreciate it, Greg. Go Cougs. All right, that is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake. Time now for today's player to watch feature, brought to you by VidAngel. Skip offensive content in movies and shows when you watch with VidAngel. Learn more at VidAngel.com. And Riley, who's your player to watch in today's game? Today, for me, Greg, it is Christopher Brooks because he's the one player on the field that's going to be playing a substantial role that we have not seen before. On the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be a very familiar cast of characters. Obviously, on the offensive side of the ball, it's all very familiar names with the exception of Christopher Brooks. And the other reason why my eyes will be so keen on him is because he's replacing, of course, Tyler Algier, who has moved on to the NFL, was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, looks to be off to a great start in his young career. And uh, if Christopher Brooks can even, you know, produce 80 90 percent of what Algier did last year this offense is going to be in a very good way this has been the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show for big time banking with a home team feel Zions Bank is for you the Nutra cost Cougar kickoff show coming up next on the new skin BYU sports network
Greg Rubel here for Tucano's Brazilian Grill. Are you craving churrasco dining featuring flame-grilled, skewered meats, sliced, sizzling tableside with grilled vegetables and pineapple? Or maybe you're missing Tucano's festival of gourmet salads and hot sides, rich, decadent desserts, and famous fresh-squeezed Brazilian lemonade. Well, the grills are fired up, and it's all available for dine-in or takeout today. So get fired up for Tucano's Brazilian Grill, a proud sponsor of BYU Athletics for over 20 years. Call 801-224-4774 for reservations or order online at Tucano's.com. You're unique, and so are your financial needs. That's why at Zions Bank, we're dedicated to supporting you, serving you, equipping you, educating you, inspiring you, cheering you, and providing you with tools and services designed to meet you where you are, no matter where you find yourself. It's just one of the many ways Zions Bank is for you. A division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 467014. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Think if you could have all the hours back that you've spent looking for shirts that you didn't hate. What if your shirt design scope was the internet? With Shirt Yourself, your shirt game just got epic. You can shirt yourself using your favorite movie quote, your favorite Bob Ross painting, or your favorite space-going, cat-juggling, camel-wearing octopus. Introducing ShirtYourself.com, where the world is your shirt canvas. One-of-a-kind shirts with all-over design. Learn more at ShirtYourself.com. Greg Rubel here, introducing you to a new Built Bar Puff inspired by BYU's famous Cougar Tales, so you can enjoy that maple bar taste while also supporting the BYU football program. Built is once again this year assisting the BYU walk-ons, and new this year, Built is giving 15% of all Cougar Tail Puff proceeds to the BYU football team and its Built for Life program. So for a snack that's good for you and good for BYU football, go to Built.com and try the new Cougar Tail Puffs. Built, together, we're going to fuel the future. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the Cougar Kickoff Show. The Cougar Kickoff Show is brought to you by Bailey's Moving. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. Also by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Let's head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth alongside Riley Nelson. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Once again, good afternoon, Cougar Nation. We welcome you back inside Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, the 66,000-seat venue hosting BYU and South Florida in both teams' season opener. Third game in an all-time series tied at one, each team winning on its home field. The Cougs coming in ranked in the AP preseason poll for the first time in 13 years. A win today would set up a meeting of ranked BYU and ostensibly ranked Baylor next Saturday in Provo. What a Big 12 preview that would be if the Cougs can take care of business here today. This is the NutraCost Cougar Kickoff Show presented by NutraCost, the official supplement provider of BYU Athletics. Greg Grubel, Riley Nelson with you from our Built Bar broadcast booth. Former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens back for another season on the sidelines and reporting for us from field level. And in the Zions Bank end zone. For big time banking with a home team feel, Zions Bank is for you. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our booth engineers, Michael Wimmer, Barry Squires, and Clark Jackman. Our spotter is Sean Firmage. 
coordinating producer Terry South, control board operators Logan Gardner and Corbin Radford, broadcast interns Jared Call and Dallin Burningham. Great to have you with us on the new skin BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, our Salt Lake City over the air flagship KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are heard on the BYU Radio app, the KSL apps, as well as on BYUradio.org, the BYU Game Day app, and our network affiliates. Be sure to subscribe to the BYU Football Podcast for broadcast archives and highlights. Well, when last season began, Riley, BYU was among the FBS teams returning the least experience from the season before. This year, BYU, even without Tyler Algier, returns a lot of production on both sides of the ball. Even though BYU won't necessarily be full strength, minus Gunnar Romney, this is still a team that on paper can expect to hit the ground running in 2022. Yeah, and you mentioned ground running, and you also mentioned Tyler Algier. One of the reasons why I'm so optimistic is because football is still a game, despite all the talk about spread spread out formations and trying to win in space and speed, it's one at the line of scrimmage. This offensive line is something I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited to see how they come out and play. Kingsley has been a great addition at right tackle to the offensive line, and defensive line has been a familiar coast of, uh, cast of characters, many of whom are looking for to really shine in that premier spot that was occupied last year by Lopa. Um, anyway, the, when you, whenever you've got your trench players solidified and both the foundation of your offensive and defense are strong, and that's going to set any team up for success, including BYU here today. He is Riley Nelson. More of the Nutracost Cougar kickoff show straight ahead, but before the break, we remind you to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Big O Tires Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The Nutracost Cougar kickoff show continues after this, live from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Built Bar Broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and USF coming up. Greg and Riley here in Tampa. Well, Riley, as a quarterback who is as dangerous with his legs as his arm, you have a uniquely qualified perspective on Jaron Hall and his special attributes. And uh, USF is an apt opponent for this discussion because of BYU's two games against the Bulls. And Jaron didn't finish the first one in 2019 and didn't start the second one in 2021, both due to injury. If he can stay healthy, I think he's capable of turning in one of the all-time great seasons for the Cougs. Definitely, Greg. I'm right there with you. He's Listen, he started off when he was when he had a few uh, or very little under play under his belt. What you could see was his decision-making was there. Normally, it's the decision-making that comes with maturity and a ton of reps, but he started there, and then what we've been able to see is him mature and add layer by layer the level of complexity, the level of improvisation, the level of big-time playmaking potential on top of that decision-making ability. So the more ch- the more chances or the more plays he gets to make decisions on, the greater uh, chance he has to really continue building a tremendous cr- career here. And with all the body of work and experience that he has, uh, I, there's no reason to believe that he won't uh, you know, have a, a very memorable and special season in the history books of BYU. Time now for today's Hyatt Place Comfort Zone feature brought to you by Hyatt Place Provo. Your safety and comfort are always our highest priority at Hyatt Place Provo. And BYU is extremely comfortable when needing to get into the end zone from the red zone. In 2020 and 2021, under two different offensive coordinators, notably, BYU ranked 7th and then 3rd in red zone touchdown percentage, whether on the ground or through the air. 
the Cougars' package of plays inside the 20 has been paying off. We're back with more of the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show, brought to you by NutraCost. We're live inside Raymond James Stadium. More after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Getting you geared up for game time. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Now, back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and South Florida kicking it shortly in a late afternoon East Coast affair. It's hot, it's humid, 91 degrees, feels like 103 with the humidity in the 60% range. It's been raining a lot over the last couple of days. Uh, scattered thunderstorms were in the forecast for about now, but a lot of the uh, lightning and thunder and storm action is happening north of Tampa and moving in toward the bay. So we could be in for a, hopefully a little bit of luck here weather-wise. We shall see. BYU a two-touchdown favorite, by the way, here on the road. The Bulls of USF have a new offensive and defensive coordinator and a ton of P5 transfers playing their first games today. With that much novelty, opening day struggles can be maybe expected. On the other side, BYU has very few new pieces to fit into its puzzle. But the Cougs are hoping to fill Tyler Algiers' shoes with Cal transfer Chris Brooks. Riley, you talked a bit about him earlier. BYU OC Aaron Roderick says Brooks will be the workhorse from the get-go. I had the chance to uh, share a meal with Chris Brooks in the offseason. He told me when uh, evaluating his options uh, and, and eventually landing at BYU, he was very aware of all the success that Tyler Algier was having. He also mentioned in his time at Cal, he doesn't remember ever taking a handoff from a quarterback who's, who took the snap from under center. And hmm. on his visit to BYU... All, all five of the starting offensive linemen were there, and he met with them. And after doing that, the deal was signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> he was on his way. So I know he's excited to begin his what will be a short career, a one-year career at BYU. But I think BYU fans should be equally as excited to see what this young man can do in this system and with these players surrounding him. Six foot one, 230 pounds. Load. Big-time load. Coming up, we'll head down to field level and hear from Mitchell Jurgens as the Nutricost Cougar kickoff show continues right after this. We're live from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play action, throws for the end zone. It's caught for a touchdown. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Let's get back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. USF scheduled for a 402 Eastern Time kickoff, 202 in the Mountain Time Zone on this first full Saturday of college football. USF looking for its first win over a ranked team in six years. Head coach Jeff Scott is in his third season after five seasons as Clemson's OC. He has a 3-18 and record through two years at USF. In an attempt to speed up the rebuild, Scott has loaded up on the FBS transfers, including starting quarterback Gary Bohannon who helped lead Baylor to a win over BYU last season in Waco. Last season starter for USF, Timmy McLean, has transferred inland to UCF. Riley Nelson, 
Gary Bohannon is a great get for USF. He immediately brings a steady hand at the helm in the shadow of the pirate ship here in Tampa. Yeah, a ship that really, <laughs> when you look at it, has been sinking over the last two seasons. So you want a guy that comes in, has tremendous leadership skills, that never gets rattled on the field to at least lead your offense. And you hope that not only does his poise resonate throughout the offensive side of the ball, but throughout the whole team, the defense, which is going to switch up their style, they're going to become more aggressive. They're going to, as you mentioned earlier in our pregame show, at, at quoting their defensive coordinator, bring the full-court press style of uh, football defense. Uh, I'm really uh, excited to see how BYU is going to respond to the unique challenge poised by USF today. Let's head down to field level and former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch reporting from the Zions Bank end zone for big-time banking with a home team field. Zions Bank is for you. And Mitch, welcome back for another season on the sidelines, first of all. And what are you most curious about and maybe most excited about as the Cougs 22 uh, campaign kicks off? Yeah, thanks, Greg. I mean, it feels great to be back on the sideline. It's a little muggy and humid, but nothing beats this college football scene. Um, uh, to answer your question, I think I'm most curious about which newcomers or players who haven't made much of an impact yet take a big stride this season and become that BYU household name. You know, because we see it every year. Last year was the emergence of Puka Nakua, Keanu Hill on offense. You had Ben Bywater, Malik Moore on defense. Now, these are just a few names, but I'm just really curious to see which players step up and take that big leap. Um, as far as what I'm most excited about, it's got to be seeing Jaron Hall back in action. This guy is a true commanding general out there on the field and has established such great connections with the guys around him. I think his confidence will be at an all-time high. So with his talent and experience, I think this combo could be deadly uh, for the Cougs this year. Mitchell, as someone from Houston, Texas, compare the Lone Star State heat and humidity to what you're feeling here in Florida today down on the field. So I think because I've been in Utah for the last 10 to 12 years or so, I, I forget about it, but it's, it's got to be pretty comparable. I mean, Houston, Houston humidity is, is like nothing else. You walk outside to take out the trash, you're dripping in sweat. I got here on the field, and within two minutes, I'm already dripping in sweat. So um, it's, uh, you got to love the humidi humidity, and it's, it's going to be an experience for today, for sure. Mitch, great to have you back. We will talk with you shortly, and hopefully you and we and the rest of us here avoid any weather delays, and we get a hot, humid, but dry evening of football. Thank you, Mitch. Coming up next, we'll have starting lineups and the opening kickoff. This has been the NutraCost BYU Cougar Kickoff Show, live from Raymond James Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.